Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, the show about your sex and your happiness and, of course, my sex and my happiness. I learn a lot on my shows. I know you do because some of you tell me, and um, my guests even learn a lot on the show. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's just been a labor of love. It's been wonderful. And today I have a very special guest for you. We're going to be talking about health and Radical Life Extension, you know, some of my favorite things, and how that how that influences sex or what that means to sex and sexuality. So we're talking about super longevity, what does sex have to do with it? And my guest today is Dr. Steve Ruby. And I, I'm going to spell your name his, his name for you because it's not spelled Ruby, R-U-B-Y. There's an H in front of it, H-U-R. Sorry, H-R-U-B-Y, Dr. Steve Ruby. He's a practicing chiropractor. He's been practicing for 19 years. He's the founder of Kaizen Progressive Health, an integrated medical office in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dr. Steve is a master body hacker who specializes in human longevity, radical life extension, and radical life expansion. He is the host of the podcast Superhuman Longevity, where he interviews scientists, thought leaders, and others who involved who are involved in the subject of superhuman longevity. That's like a lot of mouthful there, Steve. I know, Lauren. I did my best <laughs> to cut it down. <laughs> well, if you're going to live to be a super long time, you get a super long list of things that you're interested in. I found with uh, you know fellow people like yourself who are into longevity. How do how do you condense yourself into a few sentences yeah it's very hard and, and they all really point to the same thing you know super long life don't focus on death don't focus on the end don't retire don't do all the things that society tells you to do just keep going keep going and right. find a way to make yourself go right yeah you know it's such a it's really when you really start to think about living the reality or the fantasy, whatever world you're in at the time of living to be super long. But if you just follow the mind game, you know, the thought process of what does that really mean? Um, it's, a par- it's a major paradigm shift in really every way. So even for me, just being somebody who like loves to think about stuff, mm-hmm. it's an exciting subject to talk about and think about um, because it's so interesting. And it does interrupt the world that we live in, which is the world of just the assumption that, hey, I'm, I have a limited amount of time and I'm going to be dead when I'm 80 or 90 or whatever it is that you think you're going to die. Um, and then all the, all the programs that we fall into because of that, that now when you start to think about longevity, um, you need, it becomes actually necessary to break those programs. Yeah, it does. And it takes a while. It's not an overnight process. But let's, talk, let's start at, at sort of how you came into this. Like, who were you as a kid growing up? Were you always into science? Did you always, were you always into medicine? 
you became a chiropractor, obviously, because you're into healing. But Well, you know, some of my patients think uh, I love health and well-being so much that I must have just, like, come out of the womb, like, talking about this stuff and learning about this stuff. Um, that's not the case. Um, so um, I, I do, though, think I had a pretty interesting childhood. Um, my, uh, I, I was born, uh, in Arizona here. I, I grew up in, in a, in a city called Tucson, Arizona. Mm. Uh, my parents were both, uh, scientists, um, professors. Um, my father is a PhD in biochemistry. Um, so I have another Dr. Ruby in my family. Um, mm. and he is actually one of the leading researchers in the world in peptide and protein research. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, he's internationally known, um, and which was very interesting in itself because growing up, I always grew up, he always had, you know, postdoc students that were working with him. So I got exposed to a lot of, we always had these PhD candidates uh, hanging out with, with our family for four years and just got exposed to people from all over the, the world. Um, because most people who are going into that kind of science um, aren't from the U.S. They're they're from all over the world, and and they want to work with my father because he's you know known to be one of the best. Uh, my father, my mother is uh, um, a teacher of physics. And, oh my god! And, and astronomy. Um, so yeah, I grew up with a very uh, scientific obviously uh, background um, and I love science. I'm really interested in the science of everything, um, you know, but I was, a, I mean, I was a, I had a very blessed childhood, um, you know, just really had a, a good childhood growing up. And, um, you know, once I got to college, um, kind of dwindled around, you know, I jumped around to a lot of different things. Wasn't really sure what I want to do with my life. Um, I eventually, as a kid, I was a pretty, uh, what word would we use it? You know, wild, um, daredevil kid, daredevil. Kid. <laughs> yeah, That's who I was. So um, I played every sport and, and I was a kid who I when I learned how to ride a bike within a day, I was riding my bike off my parents roof. Um, needless to say, I did a lot of damage to my body as a, as a child, um, just doing the fun, what I thought was fun things. To sure. As a child. Um, ended up hurting my body pretty bad, which, which really presented itself as some pretty severe low back pain when I was in my 20s. Got exposed to chiropractic, um, literally changed my life in many ways um, in a very short period of time, which would probably be a whole other conversation in itself. And um, I love helping people. Um, so that's just one of my passions in life is to help people. It's what feeds and energizes me. So it was a great profession for me in that sense because I get to help and work with people every day. Um, about, uh, you know, and then being a doctor, I was always interested in my own health and, and wellness. Um, I was interested in longevity, um, but about 10 years ago, I really started diving deep into longevity. Um, you know, the, the, seeing the science that was coming out that was actually showing that these, that death, actually now is starting to be treated um, as a disease as opposed to just a natural inevitable thing that's going to happen. And the interesting thing about the science side that we've learned now in the last 10 years is all the leading researchers in this, these fields in the world will tell you that every problem that we associate with 
biological aging and ultimately death, we actually know our fixable problems biologically. Now, we don't have a lot of the answers yet to that, but we know they're all fixable problems. Well, wait a minute. Let's just stop there. Like, let's go drum roll. Say it again. <laughs> they're fixable problems. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Like, let's be like, who, how many people are even aware of that? That that's, that's the reality. That's, that's what we know right now about this. Um, so if they're fixable problems, you know, we're a pretty damn good species at fixing problems that we have. We're a damn good species at creating problems too, I think. Um, and a lot of our problems that we need to fix are, are things that we've created ourselves. Um, but this is a problem that we didn't create. You know, we didn't create the problem of death and sickness and aging and all the negative things that we associate with going with that. And there are positive things with aging too, but they're not related to biological aging. Those are just related to you gaining more experience and more knowledge and, and, you know, more wisdom as we age. Like those are the things that we want to keep. Why do, why would we want to stop expanding into more and more of that? And, and again, what is the potential if, if somebody like Albert Einstein didn't have to die and was still with us and all the knowledge that he would have achieved, you know, since his death, you know, and, and we're, and we're all humans who have, you know, an ability to contribute in a really large way. Yes. I, I mean, I second that. I third that. I fourth that. There are so many people that have died that had something more to offer. They were just at the beginning of offering their genius. Yeah. You know, we think of death as so tragic. You know, when a child dies, we all think of the tragic, you know, aspect of a child. And part of that is because all the lost potential. Right. Because, you know, we're so programmed to think about, okay, at least you're going to have 40 or 50 good years, you know, and the, all the potential of what you can achieve in that 40 and 50, you know, or whatever years it is, you know, just right. all the potential for, for your own joy, let alone the joy you can give to others and how you can contribute to this world. And, but why, again, like we should, it's the same feeling when somebody who's 60 or 70 dies and they all the lost potential because they didn't have to die. You know, right. we can fix these and solve these problems, which there are great minds in the world working on solving these problems. You know, it'll be the most amazing revolutionary, uh, it will be the, you know, breakthrough of our species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so. I'm passionate about this and you know, and I know you're passionate about it because we talk about this and we've talked about this for a long time. Yes. Um, you know, and that's, so that's where I've come to be who I am today. I'm this doctor who um, wants to live as long as I possibly can. And then what does that mean? Well, then I want to live to be as happy and joyful. Listen, I want to have the great life I have today when I'm 150. I don't want to be suffering in my life. Great. And hopefully you want to also have great sex. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and I'm, of <laughs> course, you know, the, I gave you the title of like, what does sex have to do with? Well, of course, duh. Like that's like a duh answer. Of course I want to continue to have great sex. I mean, sex is, sex is something that biologically we do not exist without sex. You and I are not seeing here and having a conversation 
with, you know, so the yes. sex is a real thing and it's a real thing that our body, whether you're having sex right now or not, and I don't mean at this very moment, um, <laughs> but even like people who are not having sex, you're still a sexual creature. Your body is designed to be a sexual creature. It is part of who you are. Yes. Um, yes. And when you talk about longevity, you know, I'm talking about longevity in this body that I'm living in today. And, um, you know, sex is part of who I am mm -hmm. on a biological basis. And then the other aspect that I, that, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you and I've had you on my podcast too. And I think that's so important for people to realize with this, you know, sex when done properly <laughs> is, um, part of, you know, achieving is it's a, it's an aspect of happiness and joy in your life. Exactly. You know, well, wait, wait. I'm going to stop. I'm actually going to stop you there. I'm just going to stop you on that. Sex is an aspect of having joy in your life. The reason I'm stopping you there is because we need to take a short break. But let's come back on that note. Sex is an aspect of joy in your life. And what does that mean? And why are we even doing this? Like, why would we even biohack? Which we need to d define because not everyone who listens to my show knows what that is. So when we come back, we're going to be looking at sex as an aspect of joy in your life and what biohacking is and how sex plays into that. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. And today I'm interviewing Dr. Steve Ruby. That's H-R-U-B-Y. And Steve is a good friend of mine. He has treated my body many times. He, I was his stem cell patient number one. Or actually, it was patient zero, they call it, because I was the first one. So uh, so we'll come back and we'll talk about what, what is biohacking and what does that have to do with sex. So stay tuned. We're coming right back. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great?
Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to Butterfly Workshops. dot com. That's butterflyworkshops. dot com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is: If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women.、Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about ten minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush, and that can last up to about forty-five minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So. I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call eight seven seven four two six eight zero four seven. That's eight seven seven four two six eight zero four seven. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We're back with Sex and Happiness again. I'm Laurie Handler, as your host. I'm interviewing Dr. Steve Ruby today. So, Steve, we ended on sex is a joy aspect of your life. I don't. I didn't say the words exactly the way we said them before. But so, before we talk about that, what's biohacking? And just in case somebody tuned in and this is the first time they've ever heard anything about. Radical life extension or biohacking—they do. They've heard it because I say it on the show, but this is the first show I've ever done about it, as far as I know, except for one with a—I had a show with Sandra Kaufman a few months ago, and that was really about health. She doesn't. She's into longevity and radical life extension, but she doesn't quite. She's not as far advanced as you and me. Gotcha. <laughs> She's not saying she wants to live forever yet until、yeah. she says that, you know. Okay. Well, you know, it, it, it's kind of a. We'll get to your question, but you know, living forever is kind of an oxymoron in the sense of, you know, it's hard for people to wrap their head around what does、right. that really mean? Because you, because honestly, you could be a thousand and die tomorrow. You could be a million and die tomorrow. So can you ever really achieve living forever? Who knows?、Um, but it's a great goal, right? And it's it's right.、Um, But I think it, it kind of—it's just so big and vast it confuses people.、Um, but body hacking, yeah, you know, it, well, you know, I think first of all, understand what hacking is. I mean, it is kind of a loose term that's getting used a lot out there. But I think in general, I mean, people are talking when they're talking about hacking, they're talking about either creating a shortcut, manipulating the system sometime to get 
um, a quicker result, a better result, a result that without doing that, you maybe couldn't achieve before. So when you talk about biohacking or body hacking, um, you're talking about um, uh, doing things that are allowing you biologically to manipulate a result to get in your body. Okay, listen, good nutrition is a, is a biohack. You know, mm-hmm. You're going to get different health results if you're you know, eating proper you know, for your biology as opposed to somebody who doesn't. Um, but you know, I, I kind of have a list here of things that I've done. So the people who are really into biohacking, we're doing things, we're actively doing things now um, to create – to slow down the aging process in our body, mm-hmm. in some cases even reverse the aging process. So let me list a couple of these things. Yeah, so, I want to see if I've done them all too, or I want to yeah. see if our list match. Yes. So I mean, on the nutrition side of things, I'm a very big advocate for myself and for others of time restricted eating and fasting. Yes. Um, I do a lot of specific supplements. Um, uh, related around NAD uh, improvements in my body. So NAD helps replenish your mitochondria, which is how your body produces energy and your body needs energy for everything. So it's a biohack, body hack to be doing these types of treatments, NAD treatments. Um, I've done stem cell therapies. I know you've done stem cell therapies because you did it with me. That's right, Uh, I did. So amniotic stem cell therapies. And these therapies often get used specifically to help heal and regenerate um, things like arthritis and damaged joints. And some of that can be a result simply of aging. Some of that can be a result of an injury that you've done, but they're also being used. um, In my case, I have a specific issue, but I use them just to overall heal and regenerate my body uh, because I'm 48 years old now. And um, you know, there are, I'm not delusional. There's processes of aging that are going on in my body and I'm doing what I can at very least to slow down that process of aging. It's too bad people can't see you on the show because you're absolutely gorgeous. You're in fabulous shape. Every time I see you, you look better than the last time I saw you. You're like as handsome as any movie star. So I'm just saying that so people will like get curious. Well, what I think is wonderful is now people have uh, an image of me that is certainly not me. Because <laughs> we <laughs> have our own image of what you just described. But thank you so much. And I'm, uh, I have a very hard time taking compliments. And um, I'm very flattered. Uh, <laughs> and actually, it's important. It, it actually, I've learned to be better, especially with that one. Because, listen, I'm, uh, I, we all are vain in some aspect. And, and I like to hear that I'm good looking. Um, but I really am so inspired to do the things I do, not for vanity reasons, but mm. I'm inspired to do it because this stuff, the longevity stuff I'm doing, A, it makes me feel better than, I, I feel so good. Lori, I honestly do feel better right now than I've ever felt in my life. And yeah. I, I was an unhealthy person ever in my life. Um, so it is amazing and it feels really good to get that feedback from people. Yeah. Um, not that I'm just beautiful but it, it beauty's more than just that eye of beholder beauty it's that beauty because like i so this is me lavishing my body and taking care of my body and nurturing my body and it feels so good from the mindset of i'm doing this oh not a freaking another chore i got to do this you know because i uh you know, i'm supposed to be healthy and exercising because i'm doing this because like i'm doing this for me 
to get me to the next step sure for my longevity sure i get it and what i meant to is you know when i met you you were handsome but you look 10 times better now yeah so more like it's just more like i know you know i've watched you do your thing just as you've watched me do my thing i look better than i did 10 years ago and yeah. you know i thought i was doing great then i had no idea so yeah yeah, and it's so inspirational. I mean, I think one of the things that's important about this too is, you know, to be around people who inspire you. I mean, one of the reasons I started my podcast related around longevity was not just to get the information out there, but to, you know, for people to hear and talk about people who are having wins in this world. And, you know, I am so inspired by you, Lori, um, for all the same reasons. You know, you are, you have, you look and you look phenomenal when I met you. I couldn't believe when I met you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your age and those things. I wasn't, and, and I, if I didn't know what I know about what you do, yeah, that this world exists, I would think this is some type of bullshit hoax. <laughs> You're a really good plastic surgeon or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, and I don't, I haven't. Yeah, this stuff is real, you know, yeah. and, it's, and again, it's happening now. And the importance of that is that you're doing these things now. And that's why, you know, your work is so important because, um, again, sex is such a critical aspect of our health and well-being, both physically and, you know, spiritually and emotionally. Yes. And we have to look at all those things. You know, I, again, I'm a huge science advocate. I love science. I'll geek out about the science really hard. Um, but you know, our consciousness, um, is the other aspect. And these are things that we don't so much understand scientifically, um, at this time, you know, but our conscious consciousness, spirituality, joy and happiness, you know, all these things that make it put in the category by a lot of people who are scientific minded as woo woo. Um, Again, if you get real about longevity, you know you need happiness and joy and a connection to whatever right. fulfillment you need in your life. Right. You well, know? you know, they ha you know, they ha science has backed up some of the things. I mean, aside from the telomeres study that they did, um, you know, that Dr. Bill Andrews told me about of, of the 129 couples, and the, they only measured the women's telomeres and the women who are having regular sex. I'm assuming regular means three to four times a week. Uh, having and it didn't say the quality of the sex; it just right. said regular sex. So um, their telomeres were longer than the women who weren't having regular sex. Maybe we're having sex every other week or something. Right. But there's other studies about depression. There's Swedish studies about uh, people with who are having regular sex, both men and women, being less on the depression side of things, less on the depression scale when having regular sex and creating oxytocin and uh, all the other chemicals, uh, serotonin, endorphins, dopamine, all those things that circulate in the body with sex, uh, it, it, those studies have shown that people who have sex uh, are less depressed. Actually, there's something else too, which I hate to say in an age where people have to have safe sex, you know, whether we don't live in a world where it's okay to just have sex with a bunch of strangers and not ask them about when they were tested and everything. But, 
there's there have been studies about using uh, condoms versus not, and pe in in women's bodies when they have the chemicals that are in men's semen, they actually have higher levels of uh, resistance to depression. Right. So all those th things are, are necessary. I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm not saying that and saying to people go out and don't have safe sex. But when you find a partner that you can have unprotected sex with and you can be fluid bonded with or more than one partner, whatever your choice is, please note that the things inside the chemicals in each other's bodies that get released during sex, women have an ejaculate and men have an ejaculate, those things are really important inside our bodies. Right. Yeah. So, so science does back this up, even though it can't measure consciousness. Yeah, you know, well, and it's, and just to a point about what you're saying, um, is, you know, and it, you take the taboo away from, you know, that science, that, that culture and, you know, has put on around sex, uh, and you just look at the biology of it. I mean, it's it's actually like duh. Like again, it's another duh moment. Like <laughs> all those things, and of course, we biologically, again, we had to biologically develop. It's a, a part of us to be here today, sexually, and of course, there is going to be biological reasons and benefits that we have um, with sex. And so it's so important that people know these things. And, uh, you know, it's what you do and your work is just so important that way. Well, thank you. I appreciate I wanted to ask you a question, if, if, uh, sure. which is, since we're on this subject, which is what, you know, with longevity. And again, I, I think, I mean, my mindset would be with sex, you know, at least the old school thinking would be, hey, when you get to your whatever it is, your 50s, your 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like things are just supposed to be winding down and eventually they stop. Um, is that true? I mean, and, and if it's, and I assume it's not true and I don't want it to be true for me. That's something I want to hack. <laughs> so how are people hacking, you know, sex as they age? Well, in a lot of ways, um, the first hack is over 50. I always tell people to get their, their hormones checked in a blood test because for women going through menopause around 50, a little bit before, a little bit after, uh, the hormones change in their bodies and they need hormone replacement therapy. I highly recommend um, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And again, even if you've had a cancer history in your family, it just means that you need to be monitored by your doctor more often. Instead of going once every six months for a blood test, you would go once a quarter for a blood test to make sure that the estradiol isn't um, boosting cancer cells that may be lying in there dormant. For men, uh, when a man tells me he's 50 or he's telling me he's not having a big sex urge, I say, you know, get your hormones checked. You probably need testosterone. And, um, so that so one hack is bioidentical hormones. Um, another hack is uh, <laughs> is to hack your belief system. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like whatever they told you, whoever they are, whatever they told you about now, you can stop doing your wifely duties or whatever that stuff was. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I would say never stop ever. Whether if you if you don't have a partner, engage in self sex, buy toys. I don't. I I really don't care. Um, and you're a person that people can come to get educated on this, right? Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, that's like you know, and I represent some toys, and I represent some gizmos and contraptions and things that all enhance sexuality one way or the other. But I mean. With no partner at all, it's still important to get the oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, and all of that running through the body, and you can do that with self-sex. Um, and then having a partner or meeting a partner, finding somebody that you can enjoy. Listen, one of the biggest growing uh, populations that's having sex is in senior citizen homes. You know, people who live in senior livings, they're having like polyamorous multiple partners. They're doing things that, you know, oftentimes someone's in there whose partner has died, like their long-term partner has died. Mm -hmm. so now they're in these senior homes and they find everyone attractive. And so they're like sleeping around. And I don't find anything wrong with that. You, I think you, did you see the movie Meet the Fockers? That's what Barbara Streisand's character did. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that's... You know, if Barbara Streisand is then... Well, that's sometimes, that's I have to say to people, sometimes I have to say to people, they say, what do you do? I say, did you see Meet the Fockers? They go, yeah. I said, I'm Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think people need to move that energy. They need to have that cocktail of chemicals going through their brain for good brain function, for good breathing, good oxygenation of the cells, uh, the 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 peptides, you, you mentioned that your father's a peptide uh, expert. Right. All those things are necessary for happiness and to combat depression. And so um, I would say never stop. I, I can't imagine somebody stopping if they feel good in their body and that makes them feel good in their body. Like why stop? Now there's a lot of people who stop because right. it wasn't good for them. It wasn't pleasant for them. It wasn't whatever. And I, I'm, you know, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, I know from just, you know, my experience of, of being an adult, I think a lot of people have so much trauma around it too. At one time mm -hmm. or another, for whatever reason, I mean, it's pretty shocking to me actually how many people have developed traumas around, you know, sex and sexuality. And, you know, and again, we're all aware that that's something that's pretty prevalent in our society. Just, even just if it's just a cultural trauma of a belief system, like you said. Um, I think so, it's one in seven. One in seven people have been molested or sexually yeah. violated in some way. That's a high number. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, but that's part of what I work out, too, in my courses. I mean, yeah. I... I don't, I don't have much time to work with people individually these days, but some of the people who've been my students, there's a couple of people in this valley in the, in the Phoenix Scottsdale area who run emotional release. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I'm just saying, cause I, I do, I, I, I honestly, as a doctor think like that and just a, a body hacker, like I, I think sex is a, just a necessary component of my longevity. And I'm just thinking as a doctor, like when I'm encouraging people to exercise or change their nutrition, you know, I don't have to confront this whole trauma thing. Maybe sometimes with food, I, I see it with people, but you know, with say like these real deep rooted traumas. So 
I think it's really important that that people know there's people like you out there that they can go to and work with to help because people can get past those things, correct? They can. Um, there's a lot of ways to, to get past it. And, uh, and I encourage them to, to try and find those ways. It's, yeah. you know, it's part of the, it's the fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze mechanism. What happens in trauma is they didn't fight and they didn't flight. So there was no fighting. There was no running because maybe they were too little when the thing happened, or maybe they were under the influence of something when it happened, there's, there are date rape drugs, and there's also alcohol. So yeah. sometimes of trauma happens when somebody's not fully present, and um, they freeze. And the, it's really the freeze response that keeps people traumatized. And it, what happens, this is also science, what happens is that uh, there's something in the brain called a switch and, they, and something switches between the two hemispheres at the moment of the trauma and it freezes there and it doesn't get unswitched again until you actually unswitch it. Wow. It's as simple as that. Only, yeah. you know, for some people they're so attached to their trauma story that they, yeah. you know, they're so utterly traumatized that they're, they don't realize that it could be simple. Yeah. So uh, it's so amazing. Like our, the, the way, the way our brains, which are part of us, our bodies work. It's just so amazing. Yeah. It's really, it's just amazing. really amazing. I, I love, I, I just love the <laughs> discussion and, and yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah. So I love that you're, I love that you're pro this. I love that, you know, you, you know, I don't know if you, in your profession, even you can, you can ask people if they're having sex. I mean, I don't know if that's part of your, of the chiropractic code of ethics or not, whether you can ask them, but you know, it's when you, I, you know, it's, it's so sad because probably in this world, I mean, the concern, I mean, when you say that to me, I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be allowed to, mm -hmm. but I would tell you, and again, this goes back to probably just, a cultural thing and a society thing is if you start asking questions like that, like I bet you, you know, I don't think my malpractice insurance would be happy that I start asking questions. <laughs> People can have so much. No, it's that. It's actually, it would be, a, it, it should be an important health question. I mean, I actually never thought about it until you just asked me that question, Lori. Um, but I think, I think it, most doctors would be scared to ask that question, not because it would make them uncomfortable, yeah. At least me, it wouldn't make me uncomfortable to ask my clients that question because I would want to know for health reasons, and I've never asked my clients that, that question. Um, but I, w I would be apprehensive because of uh, somebody taking it the wrong way and getting yeah. food. And, you know, and that's just unfortunate, you know, but that's like, right. so I'm just being really real with you. Yeah. That's maybe why doctors don't ask those questions. And well, they, they we need do to get over that them. shit. <laughs> they ask things like, when was your last period? When uh, are you pregnant? Uh, do you smoke? How much alcohol do you drink? I mean, they ask all those things on these on these intake forms, but yeah. they don't say when was the last time you had sex? When yeah, was the last time I, you had good sex? When was the last time you know you felt right. great having sex? And yeah. how many times a week on average do you exactly? Yeah. How many drinks do you have? Any cocktails do you have a day? Great. How much? How many? How many times a week do you have sex? And I would, you know, with all the science and research that I read on all these subjects and sleep, how it affects our longevity and sex uh -huh. and, and nutrition, I, I mean, I, I'd be willing to put a lot of money down 
to say that would would give me a lot more information actually than you know how how much do you drink a week and and you know, all those <laughs> and, I'll, and again the slew of we've all filled filled out a you know a doc i mean unfortunately i have patients to come in on my i always have to apologize them for the forms that they have to fill out here because they're so long and we ask so many you know questions that don't really help us at all but we're required to ask those questions yes i get it you have to you have to be covered from the left to the right so i understand yeah. that well anyway i you know that's that's the first question i say to people when they call me you know i just go are you having sex are you having partnered sex do you have a partner da 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 and you know i ask those questions because you know that's the nature of my work so and i can usually tell something you know either by the age of the person or by if they're having regular sex, like where they're at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, we need to take another break here. This is really good. You and I could go on forever. I know this. I know this about us. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out how to get in touch with you, how to listen to your podcast and do some biohacking. If people are, are interested in that, I think it would be great for them. So, uh, everybody who's listening, I am interviewing Dr. Steve Ruby, and um, we're going to find out how to get in touch with him. He's saying in no uncertain terms that sex is good for you, that it's healthy for your life, that we got here through sex, and that's not the only reason for it. We're talking about it uh, having you feel good. We're talking about it releasing things into your body that you need, and you need that. You need that. So if it's that you need to get some bioidentical hormones to feel good again, do it. We'll come right back and we'll find out how to get in touch with Dr. Steve. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. 
if you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. We are back with Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, and today we're talking about uh, super longevity and what sex has to do with it. (laughs) See, I figure if I'm having great sex and I look as good as I do and I keep going like this, uh, why wouldn't I want to keep living? It's only yeah. if I it's only if I became decrepit in any way that I you know, look, you know this. I, I announced this at a meeting we were at recently. I had a really bad fall two years ago. I was in your treatment and uh I I fractured my sacrum uh and I had sci- terrible sciatica. And um I I've been on a plan taking like s- super bone building uh, supplements for the past two years, and my spine grew in density by seven percent. I mean, that's yeah. to me that's amazing. So I'm not. I don't plan to get decrepit. Yeah, and you know, and you've done. Yeah, and you you done what you didn't need to do. So that's you know, the body is capable of all these things, and as science and technology improves, there'll be more and more breakthroughs that you know, allow our body to do these things more and more. You know, let me to ask you this. You didn't get through your whole list. Like, I think you do more than yeah. we stopped at, um, at stem cells, I think, or not. Okay. So let me, I'll just go through it without making comments. Um, okay. I have cryotherapy and cold and hot therapy, cryotherapy, sauna, um, float tanks, meditation, um, exercise, nutrition. I do chiropractic and other body work. Um, sleep. Oh, I work so hard on my sleep. <laughs> sleep is my Achilles heel. I do not sleep as well as I need to be. And, and so I'll, we'll talk about some longevity hacks with sleep that I do. Um, uh, you know, a longevity hack is, is great, creating greater connections and deeper communication with people. Mm. Um, I do detoxes. Um, and I'm just always working on continual growth, both physically mentally and emotionally for myself. That's awesome. Are you taking metformin? I do take metformin. Okay, me too. Um, And there's been some interesting stuff that's come out about metformin recently about it uh, inhibiting, potentially inhibiting muscle growth in some people. So I'm I'm looking at metformin, but for now there's uh, just so many positives and benefits for metformin uh, uh, that you know, again, we could have a whole show, but if people aren't aware, it's, it's a popular, it's actually a diabetic medication um, that's been shown to, to cause life extension in people, cause people to not die as soon as people who aren't taking that for Right. So you take it and I take it and neither of us are diabetic. So 
Yeah. I take it, and I've been taking it now for a few years. And actually, when I met with Michael Grieve when I was recently in Germany, he said that's one of the few things that we can actually verify has yeah. noticeable positive effect on a lot of the stuff we're doing is a little bit of a crapshoot. Yeah. But he said that this thing is metformin is is proving things to us. So, but an interesting side note on that is metformin is actually the first uh, medication now that's being um, specifically studied by the it's, on, it's being studied um, on a, by the FDA for specifically now for life extension. So it really? has been approved as a medication for well, let me change that. It has been approved as a medication. I mean, for decades, uh, at, for uh, diabetes and, and right. blood sugar levels in your body, um, but they are now officially studying it as um, as something that fights actually aging as a disease. And the reason that's such a significant side note is it's because it's the first time our government has actually called aging officially a disease, and yeah. actually the FDA is actually looking at a medication to treat specifically aging as a disease. So even the FDA now is saying, hey, aging is not is now starting to be classified, which you and I know, and now other people that we're talking to and are listening to this know, aging is actually a, it's a, it's a disease that we can treat. That's so good. Yeah. That's great news. It All right, let's find, let's, uh, find out how people can get – well, let's go to cry. – there was a couple of things you said. Yeah. So, cryo so cryotherapy is, um, is cold exposure for short periods of time. Um, and some people – there's a guy, Wim Hof, who's made pretty famous, the Iceman he's called. If you don't know who Wim Hof is, he's actually very famous for his breathing techniques. Um, but you, want, you should look him up and – yeah, there are YouTubes of Winhof breathing yeah. Yeah. and then talking about ice baths and things yes. like that. Yeah, so you, you do ice baths or I do um, these, you go in the tank and it's liquid nitrogen that gets dumped into the tank, not on you, but cools the air rapidly. Um, so I sit in there for four, for three minutes um, and it gets to anywhere, it gets to about negative 190. And I did say negative 190 degrees Fahrenheit. So... Yeah. And I do that five to six days a week. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's been shown to uh, replenish your mitochondria in your body, um, which will boost your immune system and boost your, you know, your body's ability to heal and regenerate. That's great. I did it every day when I had the sciatica, but then I stopped. Yeah. But I started doing cold plunges. Yeah. Well, and all those, all the cold therapies are great for getting also inflammation out of your body and as you age there is uh inflammation processes in your bodies start to increase so really important to get inflammation out of your body so it's a big Great. body hack to get inflammation out and it helps with aches and pains and if you injure yourself it's you know athletes have used these types of therapies for years yeah yeah, it's great all right how do people first of all how do they see your show let's see, your podcast let's talk so my, about how they find yeah it. so my podcast is I'm new to the podcast world, um, so I appreciate people like Lori who, who give me tips and are helping me get break, break through in this. Um, I am, right now, we're currently on YouTube, so our podcast is filmed, um, as well as doing the audio. Um, 
I am in pro- so right now that's the only venue you're gonna find my podcast. It's okay. Superhuman Longevity. So if you just put in Superhuman Longevity, certainly if you associate that with my name, you'll find it. I think we got six or seven podcasts posted now. I just did one with Lori a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I know that I just got the link to it, so I'm gonna I'll shoot that out to you, Lori, and shoot that out okay, to everybody. Okay, good. Um, and then, um, and I'm in the process of, uh, building out, uh, I'm going to call it superhuman longevity coaching that I'll be doing some coaching online, but that's a platform that will be coming in the next six months to a year. Good. And, um, I have a brick and mortar Kaizen progressive health in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we are integrated medical clinic. And what that means is uh, we have, uh, I have a whole medical staff that work here. um, And on that side of things, I mean, in terms of longevity conversation, we do regenerative therapies, um, PRP, NAD treatments, um, amniotic uh, regenerative stem cell treatments um, at this office, as well as chiropractic, acupuncture, massage therapy, we do a lot of outside the box here. We do vitamin mineral IVs here. So, um, and that phone number is 480-941-2147. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, Steve, thanks so much for being my guest today. It is my pleasure to have you and to know that, you know, somebody who's really into science is also gets really into sex and really into all these things that, really show that really have been studied and proven to increase our happiness, our sex and our happiness and, and to increase the way we feel and make us want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's it's, (laughs) it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We'll, We'll have to do a lot more of these. All right. That's wonderful, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody stay tuned or tune in actually next time when my guest, uh, will be, oh, I'm just trying to think of who my guest is. Hold on a minute. I know who my guest is. Um, yeah, my guest next time is Louise Claire, a single sexy mom, somebody who hasn't uh, stored her sexuality and put it away in hopes that it'll come again when she finds Prince Charming or whatever. She's a very sexually active, sexy woman who is raising two children on her own, and she has found a way to have her true identity be okay with her kids and okay in the world. So there's not too many of those around. She's a great role model. She's from New Zealand. So tune in next time and you'll hear uh, Louise's story and how she goes about educating her children about who she is and how they buy in, and then they all have respect for each other. It's an amazing process. So this is Laurie Handler saying namaste and thank you so much for listening to Sex and Happiness today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, my listeners. I couldn't do it without you. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.